This is your boy back again to Kelo Afrocentric Lahala with yet another podcast episode of Hashtag Book Talk with TK, the book abstract series. And today I have a special book with me here, which is called Lessons from a Domestic Worker. It was written by a dear friend of mine by the name of Howard Swando, who in fact has written two books before the ages of 20. The first book was titled Young, Black and Powerful and the second book is the one which I have with me today. He is a motivational speaker. He is a global speaker in fact. He has written two books. He is an author. He, he does radio. He does MC. He does workshop. He does a whole lot of things. And so this is a special book. It's close to my heart. <laughs> Not because I know the author but yeah perhaps because i know the author you know there are levels to these things so yeah today we're going to be discussing the preface of the book and the introduction so we are not going into the book as yet this podcast is merely to touch base on the preface and introduction of the book and the chief reason of this podcast series is merely to use books as a starting point for certain conversations that we need to have and these conversations could be conversations with ourselves. It could be conversations with the people around us. It could be conversations on how to do certain things in our lives. And so books are merely serving as a tool which we use to get to where we want to get to. You know. And so without further ado, let's go right into it. And the first segment of the abstract goes like this. When I was 15 years of age, people thought I had hit the moment of wonder. And now that my book, Young, Black and Powerful, challenges the status quo, they believe in its philosophy. Waking up to their testimonials and inspiring pictures of their achievements through the help of the book has made it possible for it to serve its purpose, to influence the status quo this on the other this on the other hand does not replace my passion because people honor your gift when you continue to serve do not be misled by the applause of men thus i could not let monuments become my tombstones hence you are reading this book today and I think what this abstract speaks of and it's something that I have seen happen to quite a lot of people, especially artists, people who are always in the limelight, in the spotlight, is that at the beginning of the career or at the beginning of the craft, it's all about conveying conveying a message, passing through a message that you think you have, either through your music, your poetry, or whatever the case may be. And what tends to happen is people push the philosophy, and when they get to the spotlight, it's no longer about the message they are carrying. It now becomes about them. So they become self-centered instead of being the servant you were destined to be and amidst the pandemonium of the lights and 
money and TV, they lose themselves. And so the message that they've been transporting gets lost in the crowd. It gets lost in the noise. And I found this to be to be profound that you know when you are pursuing a certain thing, when you are carrying a certain message, let it not be about you. Regardless of the fame that may come, regardless of the money that may come, be certain that this is not about you. This is about the message you are trying to convey to the world. This is about the message you are carrying. And he further says, I could not let monuments become my tombstones. And this is very, very, very profound. Because at times when we achieve a certain level of success, that becomes the end goal of what we were pursuing to say I have become one to three I have reached this so this is where I stop you know and this speaks a lot to us especially as a young people to see sometimes we do it for the wrong reasons and if we are doing it for the wrong reasons it's easy to get lost in the pandemonium. It's easy to lose sight of what really matters in the journey. And we must always keep on striving for more. Not to say, since well, I've sold 10,000 books, I am done. Like I have reached my ultimate success and I am out of here. So we must forever be in the process of, of improving. We must ever be in the process of uh, pushing the bar even higher we must never have end goals let it be a process let it be that okay now that I've reached 10,000 copies of the book can I now reach 20,000 can I now reach 50,000 can I now reach 60,000 copies you know so you are forever on the move you are forever on the go there is no stopping and here is the second abstract. Honestly, it was never my dream to become an author. And even when I self-published, the goal was to never become a best-selling author, but to reach souls through the pages of the book. And this particular abstract here reminds me of a book that I read earlier on in the year or sometime last year a book by Simon Sinek that we need to elevate our professions and our lives to why meaning you need to ask yourself this question why am I doing this why am I writing this book why am I a speaker why am I building this business it's only when you have asked yourself the question and have answered the question that you can begin to have a clear direction of what exactly are you doing and what is your end goal if there's any or what is the objective or what do you aim to achieve through that particular thing you are doing and as he said the goal was never to become a best-selling author 
but to reach each soul through the pages of my book. So the mandate is clear to say, I am not aiming to reach uh, 10,000 book sales, but the aim is to reach people. The aim is to speak to the souls of the people that come in contact with the book. So it's not about the number of people that read the book, but it's about the lives that I'm impacting through the pages of this book. And so we must elevate our profession, our careers to why am I doing this? You know, I've been doing this for the past few 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 years, few months. Why am I doing this? What do I aim to achieve with this? You know, and once you've answered those questions in the affirmative, you can now be you can now be on your way to your greatness. And the third abstract goes like this. My truest love and passion and will forever be is soccer. But I had to retire when my, back, my, when my breakthrough was about to happen at the time when I was playing at grassroots level for Mamelodi Sundowns under 12. And here he speaks of passion, how he was passionate about soccer, which some people call football, depending on which part of the world you are. So the truest potential, the truest passion, I mean, was football. But at a certain age, he had to retire. And for me, I can relate to, I can relate so much to this part because I too was ridiculously passionate about soccer in my early ages. But along the way, I got lost in what I would say is my purpose or I discovered or found my purpose. And this speaks about redirection. Funny enough, I was speaking about redirection to to a specific person uh, yesterday, and I asked her if if you got to a point in your life where God was redirecting you, would you realize that He is working on redirecting you? You know, and this is a this is a big question that you need to be conscious in order to answer this question because you need to be connected with yourself and the world around you you know and redirection has never been easy on anyone because here you are you love and are passionate about this thing and you are good at it but then God is saying no my boy that is not the direction that I want you to take I've got a specific path for you now are you gonna heed my call and journey with me as you embark on this different journey than the one you thought you would be and i'm also reminded by a story of a young man called inky johnson who was a football player and he was projected to be one of the best football players who were who were upcoming and what happened is that on one of the games he was playing towards the end of the season he broke his arm and the unfortunate part of the experience is that he was told in hospital that you will never be able to play the game of football 
and he had been working almost all his entire life. You know, from a tender age, he was working, he was doing the necessary things to get him into the NFL, into the big league. And there came a point where he could no longer play football. And at that particular time, he says, I could not understand what God was doing. And I I was bitter for some reason because I had been working my whole life for this for this moment of reaching the NFL. But later on in life, I realized that God was redirecting me. And with this broken arm of mine, I'm going to touch as many lives as I could possibly touch. And this would say, and this brings me to the question of, if God was redirecting you, would you be aware that he is redirecting you? You know, and that's a question that only you can answer. I don't have the, I do not have the answer, only you have the answer. So ask yourself this question. If God was redirecting me to the path of my destiny, would I be able to see that? And the last abstract from the book goes a little like this. At times our greatness is trapped in our littleness, which is why many people cannot find their purpose. And even when they do, we cannot distinguish them from the pack because their work does not derive from a life mantra. In sum, my life projects, you can turn tragedies into strategies, rejection into direction, breakdown into breakthroughs. Trash into treasure, passion into profit, failure into success. Mess into message and bankruptcy into abundance wealth. It is this process of graduating from one point to the other that gives us lessons to be passed on to the next coming generation. Therefore, are you ready to learn for your great, for your great grandchildren? And he further says, my lessons are a symbol of hope. Yeah, I felt that. I felt that piece of the abstract. And on the introduction, there's only one piece that I'm going to read. And it goes like this. It is titled, Howard the Dreamer. We all know that Martin Luther had a dream and he says in one of his beautiful speech that he said many years ago, he says, I have a dream that one day the sons of slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit at one table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day my children will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character that was Martin Luther King many years ago while he was advocating for the emancipation and liberation of black people in the United States of America he has lived indeed a great life he has left a legacy for those that came after and on this one, Howard the Dreamer says, 
I have a dream that one day we shall celebrate information as we do with entertainment. I have a dream that success will not become a norm in the township. I have a dream that success will become a norm in the township just as mediocrity. I have a dream that we shall not be consumed by artificial intelligence but learn to dominate through it. I have a dream that our generation will become innovators for the fourth industrial age. I have a dream that talentpreneurs will break the systems of Egypt. I have a dream that education will not be about graduating but developing human assets. I have a dream that assignments will be reduced so young people can get time to master their gifts. I have a dream that culture will work for us and not the other way around. I have a dream that my books shall be distributed across the world like alcohol, make people fill up the events like taverns do, and get them drunk with ideas to better this world. This world shall move from being a dream to a reality. Those are the words of Howard, Howard the Dreamer. And I do hope that you've picked up one or two things from this episode of the podcast. And if there are any books that you would like us to dwell into, kindly feel free to drop us a message in whatever method that you can. And let us make education Let us make the pursuit of knowledge fashionable and we shall meet on another episode of Book Talk with TK. And to you I say have a beautiful day, have a beautiful night, have a beautiful week. We are going to the festives. Be safe out there. You know, the festives are filled with a lot of chaos. So be safe that we can be together in the next year. And with that said, I said, till the next podcast. Ciao.